The Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper, a podcast where we talk mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other fun topics and conversations. So sit back and join us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. Uh, the mornings are a little cooler, it seems like, uh, these days. Uh, well, if you get up at like 3 o'clock and you're outside and it's like a little cooler out there, but it feels like fall's kind of approaching, hate to say that, but that also means football's kind of getting inching a little bit closer. I know high school's going to be, games are going to be starting up here really quick. Uh, Joe from Cabin Coffee, our good buddy Joe, joining us here. We're just a couple weeks away from kickoff for the Badgers, too. Mm-hmm. What, uh, I mean, is it starting to really kind of kick into gear here for you a little bit? Uh, is fall your favorite time of the year first? 1,000%. Yeah. yeah, favorite season? I, I can, the smell, mm-hmm. the cold, like the coolness of it, uh, you can wipe away the memories of this time of year. Um, I got to ask you, when it was cold and you were playing, were you a sleeves guy or sleeveless? Never wear sleeves. Okay, that's... I don't think I even wore a full shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Was it a mentality? Is that something you guys talked about, or was it just kind of like, no, it's, uh, it's... It was a tough, it was a toughness thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you didn't know everyone to show you were soft, and mm-hmm. uh, weather didn't affect you, and it's all a mindset. And when you were playing, it didn't really matter how cold it was. You didn't feel it. Yeah. You had that initial hurt and sting of it being cold and getting your bones rattled. That went away, and you were fine. Mm-hmm. So. I can't imagine, like, uh, I know you blocked for him, but, like, a bigger back like Dane mm-hmm. in cold weather, fourth quarter, yep. probably a corner doesn't want to mess with trying to tackle somebody right. like Ron Dane at that point. Absolutely. Especially with the mentality of uh, our football teams, you know, under Coach Alvarez. And in the time frame that I played, we were run heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, we were just going to keep on cramming the ball down your throat, pick mm-hmm. up two, pick up three. Keep on going, and then mm-hmm. the fourth quarter, one, they're sucking away, and we were, yeah, it's yep. showtime, let's go. And there was, oh, didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you or anything, but I was going to, speaking of, you know, you mentioned Barry Alvarez, and you talk about him a lot, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you had a chance to watch some of Joe Thomas's uh, Hall of Fame speech, but he, when he was talking about Barry and his time with Wisconsin, a theme that he kind of was bringing up was something that I've heard from you. He talked a lot about accountability and having somebody's back and always having each other's back, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's something that I... I instantly kind of thought of you in our, in our conversations too, yeah. and that was something that obviously it stuck with with Joe Thomas too for him to mention at his pro fo- pro football Hall of Fame speech. Absolutely, I I don't remember what conversation it was here recently. I had um, I'm 46, and if Coach Alvarez was here, I'd still run through a wall for that guy 100. Mm-hmm. percent I mean, he was revered and respected and gave everything and led by example and uh <clears throat> you can't ask for anything more out of a coach that has your back who's in your corner mm-hmm. um and is out there with you and uh just the loyalty he has like you have somebody as a hall of famer like joe thomas still talking about coach alvarez mm-hmm. um he meant so much to so many people he's a mm-hmm. class act right all around yeah it just you know you can kind of tell that same with you and and your and when we talk with you how much I mean Joe is a Wisconsin boy anyways too so to mm. to play for his state university but the impact that playing for Coach Alvarez still has on his life to this day absolutely you know and I think in every level of football you can either <clears throat> have a good coach that can affect your life I don't care if it's in the Y League or if you work your way up through high school or fortunate to play college or pros 
you have those those good coaches that have impacted your life in some way, shape, or form. Um, and just to, again, be this age and this point in my life, and uh, I will defend Coach Alvarez until <laughs> <laughs> the end because mm-hmm. he was just a class act, yep. just an outstanding, motivated, driven human being, and made sure that you performed at the level of expectation and sometimes even performed mm-hmm higher than you thought you could with you know camps going on i know the badgers just wrapped up at platteville but they're still going on and you know nfl training camps going on and that's and i know we were talking you know there was a packers offensive lineman that just got in a couple scuffles Mm -hmm. uh over there did you guys ever get in scuffles uh quite a bit uh, or or not a whole lot or what was it like for when you when you were uh, in your playing days football's an emotional sport yeah and even in practice you know you're having a rough day um yeah, whatever it may be, your teammates are, you're still friends. Um, mm-hmm. But I can recall one that I got into a, a fist fight with at, pra- at practice, and we were, we were, we sat next to each other in the locker room. <laughs> so other than the initial, like, after it was over and done with, separated, yeah, you know, you say some things, and uh, um, sat next to each other in our towel, kind of looking around awkwardly, and, uh, you know, your brother's at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and you'll go to war with that guy at time, but... Uh, right. It gets heated. I mean, people don't understand. You're competing for a spot. You mm-hmm. really are. So you have to play with it all, the emotion, the physicality, um, just the mental, not making mistakes on plays. Like, there's a lot that goes into it, and uh, you better – so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Football's an emotional sport. Yeah. And uh, But that doesn't mean even if you get into a fight at practice – you still love your brother. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Did you, like, uh, some of the drills that, you know, I kind of see online, did you guys do, like, the one-on-ones uh, when, when you were uh, with the Badgers? Yes. Uh, were they intense as it kind of sounds like? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, it was a fist fight. I mean, literally, and in, during practice. And mm-hmm. uh, it's one-on-one. And you don't want to get chewed out by the coach, and he doesn't want to get chewed out by the coach. And right. uh, you're trying, again, win a position and win a spot. And uh, some of those practices – I mean, they're like a game. I mean, we practice harder than it seems like the game, which was perfect because we were always well prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a way, the week of or camp and the week up leading to the game was usually a little harder than the game. Um, a lot less yeah. breaks in uh, uh, in practice. You're, you're moving. There seems to always be a sense of urgency. It, it is kind of how, you know how you describe it because. Um, you don't rest on your laurels that, oh, this is a, 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 a smaller school, their record indicates this, because it's not. It's just mm-hmm. you have to perform, and the last thing you want to do is let down your team or the guys around you. Right. That's it. I'm, I'm reading a book right now. Uh, it's about, you know, kind of how sports, you know, using it, you know, athletes in everyday life. It's kind of like an, I guess you'd call it like a, an inspirational or just like, I'm reading it to hear about these athletes or learn about these athletes and use it in your everyday work life. And, and there was an example chapter on self-discipline mm-hmm. uh, on there. And, and one of the examples uh, they use is uh, Derek Jeter, where he talked about, um, you know, during the baseball season, he went to bed the same time every night. Didn't matter, you know, when the game ended. It was that time, you know. Friends knew that he wasn't going to go out, you know. Did a routine self-discipline. Everything was the same. Was there anything like that for for you, like self discipline, or were you in a routine when it was like same stuff? I mean, I got to imagine probably a little bit different with a collegiate athlete because you had classes and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff too. Mm-hmm. So you generally tried to um, 
your schedule is kind of force-fed to you. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of time. Your days are mapped out for you with between working out, watching a film, and going to practice. That is the majority of your day. And mm-hmm. you have classes to go to, and then even when you're done at 7 o'clock at night and you uh, had a rough day of practice or, you know, it's, your body's starting to break down and you're... I've uh, written papers and met with tutors and did homework with ice packs on my shoulders and my knees while I'm sitting there <laughs> dripping on the floor because... That was the time that was allowed. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it is. But there's also some superstition that goes in there. Like, I got dressed the exact same way. That's what I was going to add my oh, next one. Yes, yeah, okay. Absolutely. You never, especially if you're on a, on a win streak, you never break that. Like mm-hmm. that you, <laughs> I don't know a guy that was an offensive lineman that didn't do the exact same thing. And yeah, we, okay. Because we talked about it. Yeah. Nope, it's, it's got to be this way. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go as far as, like, not washing, like, my jog strap right. <laughs> because, you know, um, but, you know, yeah, put on my, uh, my uh, got taped at the same time every day, and it was always left to right, and then socks, shoe, I mean, you yep. name it, everything was the same. Yeah, okay, that was my next follow-up. If you had any of those, you know, mm-hmm. type of superstitions or, you know, routines or whatever you want to call them at, at that point. I just think there's so much coming at you that the routine made your life easier because you didn't have to think about stuff. Mm-hmm. Once you headed into that little mindset or that routine, it was you were able to remove that off your mental plate because this is what I do, this is when I do it, and you don't have to worry about, like, you know... So it, it, I think in a way it simplified my life because it was there was such a schedule that was so strict and I had to get this done and had to do this and that's just the way it is and mm-hmm. um, now I don't, th- I don't have to worry about it because right. I know it's coming down the pike. Uh, you know, just because we're talking about this in, in that same chapter, they used a couple of coaches uh, talking about like self discipline and you know since we're talking Barry Alvarez too, kind of get your thoughts on it. But the two coaches they talked about was like Coach K at Duke and Pat mm-hmm. Summit at Tennessee yeah. and and they were talking about you know how this how they discipline teams or maybe lack thereof discipline a lot of it was player led and you know you kind of already knew the rules and you didn't really have to they weren't yelling at you every single time right. you know that sort of because they commanded that respect Absolutely. Uh, obviously was Barry kind of that, that that similar way where he didn't have to go around disciplining everybody all the time you just kind of already knew what was expected of you I think the, being self-policed by other players by the veteran guys that have been around uh, there was a lot of that going on I don't think he had to worry about much of uh it was pretty well policed up by the guys who have been around, which mm-hmm. is probably the way you want it. Um, means a lot more when one of your peers or your buddies are screaming at you because you screwed up. Right. Probably means a little bit more than having the coach yell at you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get yelled at in football all the time. Now it's just in a different – now it's from somebody that, you know, you, you've you let down. Again, I, I say that, like, that was a big deal. You, didn't, you played for the guys around you. Mm-hmm. You never wanted to let your guys down. You never wanted to embarrass the team, and you sure as heck didn't want to embarrass yourself. Um, so that was the thing. Like a lot of the the disciplinary things were kept in in house, but you just didn't want to let people down. Right. Like I, to this day, I don't like letting people down. Does mm-hmm. it happen? Absolutely. Right. Um, you know, but it still bugs me. Mm-hmm. Like on a deeper level, I think than a lot of people. Yeah, it was kind of interesting too. It's it. You know, they talked about leadership, and you know, like. You know, coaches, a lot of those coaches, you know, if you want your players or employees to 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 respect you or, or follow your leadership, you know, you'd be doing the same things that, you know, that you would expect from them and that sort of thing there too. So Absolutely. I can tell you that, um, again, I'm not a great philosophical mind and I'm not like this 
I would disagree um, sometimes with some of your <laughs> your quotes, though, dude. They're they're pretty good, man. So. Not an inspirational speaker, but I can tell you that I've incorporated a lot of my life lessons and leadership roles through football and my experiences and um, how to do things and how not to do things. Because you can take th- something from every every person that you meet, mm-hmm. good, bad, or indifferent. You know, you oh, I like that about that person. I want to emulate that. Or whoa, not ever going to do that. Right. You know, like. So you, you can take and, and, and pick and choose things from everybody that you meet. And I can tell you that even running a business, because this is my first business, mm-hmm. um, I, th- I relied a lot on this is what I saw from the people that I respected that I thought were true leaders, how they handled themselves, how they went about their business. Um, and you just try to emulate it and follow the best that you can. Um, but on the flip point too, you're like, I'm never going to do that because that guy's a jack wagon and I'm right. never going to ever talk to my people that way or ever, you know, put on a facade where I'm an intense guy and you're yelling for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had those coaches too, that were yell heavy and you're like, oh, how long are you yelling at your guy? Like, it right. doesn't make sense. Right. You're not impressing anybody with the, the emotionality that you're apparently coaching with because you're not coaching a darn thing. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, how much would you say that you use your your experience there? With you, you make a great uh, comparison with being a business owner. Mm-hmm. You know, do you kind of go back to a lot of your time at at UW? Uh, uh, yes, I think uh, in. I told you I took more from football than I took from me. This mm-hmm. is the this is the scenario um, where I've based what I've thought was a great leader and how they did their business. I emulate that because if it worked for me and it had that impact on me at at that age. There's no reason why it still won't work. Now, do you have to tweak it because it involves football or business or family life or whatever whatever aspect that you're trying to? But I think every student athlete, I don't care if you played football, if you played tennis, if you were in golf, I, I think especially at the collegiate level, you you carry that with you. And the good qualities of the time that you were growing and developing and who you respected and why is still impacts me today. Yeah. So I still, I still resort back to the, my memories of playing football mm-hmm. and coaches that impacted my life, how they handled themselves. And I still use those things in, in business and in life and in relationships and you name it because mm-hmm. that's, that's the basis that I have. Right. You know, I'm not, I, I don't read a lot of books. I wish I had time. I, I, I don't, I listen to podcasts, you know, like everybody else, and just trying to, like, find my way. But I just think overall, just be a good person, work hard, lead by example, and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, last question here, and then uh, we'll talk about some of the stuff going on at Cabin Coffee. But, uh, you know, I know with the season starting for, like, you know, college and, you know, training camp and, and, and all that sort of stuff, you know, and you could tell me if I'm way off on this, but, like, if – I don't know if anybody's ever asked you, hey, would you do you have any tips for anybody starting, you know, the season or getting ready to play college football or college sports or in general? Mm-hmm. You know, can you really give a tip for for somebody that's jumping into that or is that something that's got to be within them more just the drive, the, the passion to keep it going? Cuz just because from listening to your stories and and our in our conversations, a lot of it sounds like you just got to you, you got to have that work ethic and you got to have that passion to to want to succeed and to keep doing that. I think it's definitely that, especially playing at that level. Um, there's nobody there that's going to 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 cheerlead for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're put in this position to play football, especially. I mean, at Wisconsin, 
they're not there to make sure you're pumped up for practice. That's on you. And a lot of it, too, is just the grit and the fortitude you have. You have to do a gut check sometimes. It's yeah. tough. It's hard. And, uh, you know, how much can you endure? And there's a lot coming at you, especially at that level with school, uh, especially someone just starting out. Holy Moses, the, the amount of homework in college that I was not prepared for. I was not a strong student. I did enough to get by in, in high school. And then the expectation of you have to maintain this, you know, this level of, of, of education. Um, and at the University of Wisconsin, which is no slouch school. Mm-hmm. And uh, then be able to navigate the landscape of a large university and play football and, you know, all the things that comes with it. But so that comes down to how much grit you have, how much work ethic do you have, how much do you believe in yourself. Um, I can name players that you would have thought this person is eventually going to end up in the Hall of Fame in football because they are that amazing of an athlete. But they didn't have the drive. Mm. They didn't have the work ethic. And they didn't produce. Mm -hmm. And they didn't play. And that kind of fizzled away, you know, and... Um, I just never wanted to be a guy, a kind of guy that looked back into my past and said, you know, if I would have been a little harder or if I would have gave a little more, I bet you I could have made it. Yeah. I laid it all out there. I lost pieces of my body. I, I mean, I, I laid all of it out there. Um, and again, 46, yeah, I walk a little funny. <laughs> I got some, some peed up a little <laughs> bit. Um, and But I do it all again. Mm-hmm. Doesn't no, Without hesitation, yesterday and I still have that passion, and mentally, I'm still 22. Like yeah. literally, now my body, I'm probably almost 75. But like mentally, <laughs> I can still do stuff. Okay, it, it's <laughs> it's so funny because I just did an interview with uh, uh, Tom Poquette. He's in his 70s, but he was a former Major League Baseball player He's mm-hmm. from Eau Claire. What you just said there about you know the the players that you thought would have been Hall of Fame and no, I kid you not, the thing he it's almost word for word. He said there was five tool players that I played with or managed that didn't do it because they didn't have that within them that drive mm-hmm. within them it was almost exactly what you just said very much so um and you can't you can't pick them out you tend to start to see over time like dude you, you're a stud athlete like you, you the gifts that you've been given are far superior than a lot of people mm-hmm. um if you uh, would apply yourself like you would be unstoppable mm-hmm. in the legacy that you would lead but from the same token it's hard to do that. So how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at someone like Joe Thomas that has the longest record from an offensive lineman playing, you know, in straight games and snaps. And that's... And that's, not win a lot of games, too, to go through that, you know. Absolutely. And to to play for the amount of coaches and head coaches yeah. and quarterbacks that he played for... And to just be that constant pillar, that requires so much intestinal fortitude, so much grit, so much just stubbornness, and no matter what, this is where I'm at, I'm going to make the best of it, and I'm going to lay it all out there. And uh, the the award for him for being in the Hall of Fame is amazing, but I think everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's great. I get, the, I know I went in, yeah. you know, yep. even on the small level of college, the amount of commitment that it took to get to that level and to maintain it because you can get there and you can rest on your laurels and you can lose it. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have his career 
and that that record of longevity is uh, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And again, couldn't be more proud to say that I'm a former offensive lineman for the University of Wisconsin and have someone like Joe Thomas that represents all of us. Right. You know, and yeah, I met him a handful of times, but uh, he's one of my guys because I know what, I mean, there's that pride there. Yep. Even now, it's just unbelievable. That's awesome. Uh, on that note, we've got uh, <laughs> some coffee and some stuff to, to be chatting about, too. The flavor of the month still going on here for August. Yep. It's a different little different version of it, too. Absolutely. I brought you in a Hurricane Frappe, and uh, we're still doing the Hurricane this month, and that's the ice version. You can get it hot, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hurricane is a vanilla, almond, and coconut flavoring featuring our white coffee. Um, I've had some people try it out, telling me they're loving it, mm-hmm. so uh, I enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, it's overall a nice little end-of-summer drink. And I know uh, I just saw it on your Facebook page uh, posted the other day, too, and we've touched on it before, but a good reminder, too, if anybody, you know, maybe if you're not the biggest coffee drinker, you've got the other options if you're looking for caffeine, like your Red Bull uh, mm-hmm. drinks that you Red got Bull, on menu. Yeah, smoothies, uh, and we can do anything decaf. Mm-hmm. Like people are like, oh, I don't like co- coffee. We have decaf espresso. We do it all. Mm-hmm. You can find something for you, guaranteed. Not a coffee lover, I promise you I will find something on my menu that you will have to have because mm-hmm. – that's what we do. Yep, exactly. And then if you're looking for the coffee to, to brew at home, because some of us are up a little earlier before you guys <laughs> yeah. open, uh, I got the giddy up. That uh, we I actually have a little machine in my office, so we brew it up in there. So nice. that's because somebody asked me, he's like, "What do you drink in your Packer mug?" There, because you see it on the video stream. Right. And I'm like, "Well, there you go. That's it's the little giddy up. Absolutely, giddy up for the giddy up." So you can uh, again, we are a roastery, so mm-hmm. you can come in anytime. We got coffee. Uh, bagged up, ready to go. If you got a special order that you want to do, call ahead of time. We'll make it for you. Pick it up on your way to and from work. And or- how many other businesses are going to be that uh, you know helping out that that way? That you know that flexible. In, Very in true. That. But you also can re- remember there are some uh, companies out there that have a mediocre product, product but great customer service, and they make it. Or you can have the greatest product in the world, and if you can't serve it and yep. you can't back it up with your customer service, you're going to fail. So I try to do the best of both. Well, you do a fantastic job over there. Well, so, uh, and of course, the uh, the burrito you dropped by too with the Southwest sauce. Yep. Although both your sauce, the raspberry one and the the chipotle one, I'm, it's a battle in my head of which one I like better now. True, I, I, I go with the Southwest. It's got that little bit of chipotle mayo in there. Mm-hmm. Got that nice little zing at the end. Not overbearing. Not over. Not hot. If you want it on the side, we can do that too. Again, however you want it, we mm-hmm. make it. Um, but we offer a lot. Our yes. menu is pretty vast and. Uh, Something we, for everybody. Absolutely. Even my six-year-old. Even your six-year-old. Yep. I, I tell you what, eating a, eat a, having a cinnamon roll that size for a six-year-old, I, yeah. I, I don't think there's a much better uh, thing going on for a six-year-old. Than exactly. A giant cinnamon roll. Yep. That's uh, he just yeah he'll he'll take a five minute break then he goes back into it so <laughs> perfect it's, it's awesome so well Joe I know you got uh, you know it's getting close to with uh, with the daughter going yep. off to to school here so enjoy the remaining days yep that you, not to be too dramatic or anything like that no I'm but, just trying so. to cram as much time with my daughter um, mm-hmm. as I possibly can before she heads off to college and uh, yeah it's going to be an adjustment for me and my wife and uh, but you know she's not that far away. I have a great kid. I have great kids, mm-hmm. so she's going to do just great. Um, she got my wife's uh, intelligence and her looks, and uh, but she's got my grit and my stubbornness say, yeah. and uh, <laughs> my determination, and uh, I think she's going to be best of both be, worlds. There. Absolutely mm-hmm. good for her. She's just an amazing kid, and uh, honor to be her dad, and uh, proud moment of you know it's tough, mm-hmm. but 
And I'll have to like hold my stuff together until I get in the vehicle and drive away, and then I'll lose it. But yep. uh, got to be strong. Yep. Yep, definitely. So, well, Joe, appreciate it as always, buddy. Always loved catching up with you in our chats, and uh, we'll do it again coming up here soon. Take care. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. A couple of quick reminders for you. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can leave us a voice message, whether it's a comment, analysis, or a question for a question and answer segment. Just get that link in the podcast description. Also, don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you haven't done so already. This helps other people find the Man Cave Podcast. And be a friend and tell a friend about the Man Cave Podcast. Until the next episode, I'm Dan Casper, and thank you for listening to the Man Cave Podcast.